I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah in chapter 48. And while you're turning there, once again, we'd like to welcome our radio audience. This is Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town. It's just inside of Greenham County, out of Carter County. And you can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We have a sign on either end of Law Road giving you directions to the meeting house here at Emmanuel, we're thankful that you've also taken time to tune in to WGOH share portion of God's Word. We are on the eve of a great, I pray, revival meeting. And I'm praying that this revival meeting even starts here this morning amongst the house of God. We're praying that the Lord will just bless us in a very special way. And He's already blessed us this morning. It's so good to see Sister Jennifer with us. After having a hip surgery, and that's not been very long ago. <laughs> and I tell you what, it's good to see that she's with us. We pray for her and pray God's blessing to her and her family. But again, we pray for the many that are not with us today traveling. We pray for all those. And uh, I do want to make mention of this one thing. You know, our young people, many of our young people went, to, uh, went down toward Myrtle Beach to uh, shoot in an archery tournament. There, I think it's a world finals or something like that. And uh, these children came in 16th in the nation. Now, I'll tell you what, that's amazing. I thank the Lord for our young people. And we do have several of our young people that are involved in that archery. And and uh, great little sport for them to get into. And and we just, uh, just pray the Lord's blessing upon all of them that travel back this way today. So pray for them. Lord will bless and give everybody journey mercy this way. Uh, in Isaiah 48, as we are embarking upon a time of refreshing, a time of revival, there's something that was mentioned already, and, it, and you look into your bulletin on, on the front page of the bulletin, it talks about drawing near to the Lord. Brother Jim sang, had this to sing that song this morning. Drawing near to the Lord, and you know what? That's what we are doing here today. We're praying that we all may be drawn nearer to the Father, not only today, but throughout this whole week. You know, as we do come together, Brother Jim brought a, a wonderful lesson today on the importance of worship, singing, instrument playing. All these things are important. They're important to this church. And they're important to me as a pastor. I enjoy, I do enjoy good singing. I'm talking about singing that lifts up the Lord. I'm talking about singing that, that brings praise and honor and glory to Him and, and not the singer. You know, so many in the world today, uh, their only, they're only endeavor is to make sure that everybody recognizes them. But listen, as we talk about the Lord today, we talk about uh, some of the ways to draw near to the Lord. We're going to find out the best way for God's people to be drawn to the Lord and revived in their heart is simply following after the Word of God. In Isaiah chapter 48 and beginning at verse 16, the Bible says, Come ye near unto me. Why do you imagine that God would have us to draw near unto Him. Well, I've told you before, and I've mentioned this many times, I believe that the God of heaven 
not only wants us to draw near to Him, but to also come to know Him in a very special way. The only way to do that is to truly come near unto the Father. He says, Come near unto me, hear ye this, I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time that it was, that there am I. And now the Lord God in His Spirit hath sent me. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer. Now, folks, as we, as we sit under the hearing of God's Word, it's to listen to what God has to say to us. And I believe this is one thing that we can, get, we can really be drawn closer to the Lord in. A time of refreshing, a time of revival is listening to what God has to say to us as individuals. To the worshiper, you that are gathered in this house today, God says, draw near unto me, I've got something to say to you. Now look at this. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Oh, that thou hadst hearkened unto my commandments, then had thy peace been as a river, and thy righteousnesses as the waves of the sea. Thy seed also had been as the sand, and the, the, the offspring of thy bowels like the gravel thereof. His name should not have been cut off, nor destroyed from before me. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne today, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, for answering prayer. We thank you, dear God, for moving upon thy people with thy word. And Lord, as all the songs that have been sang here today, I truly pray, Heavenly Father, that you have received them for what they were. They were praise unto thee. And I pray that thy name has been glorified and thy name has been worshipped in this house today. Lord, I pray that you'll teach us how that we can draw near to thee. Teach us, O oh God, today how it is that we can profit from drawing closer to thee and thy, our Redeemer. Lord, I pray that you'll move upon this congregation. Father, if they be those in radio land or, or out in sermon audio land, wherever they may be, Lord, I pray that this might be the day that they are drawn closer to thee, that they may profit by being close to thy side. Lord, bless us today. Watch over us, and Lord, we ask that you would forgive us our sin. In Jesus Christ's name, and amen. You know, the Bible tells us today that the one way that we can get truly drawn closer to the Lord is to draw near unto Him. The one way, the one sure way that God's people can find it to be a blessing to be in the house of the Almighty is to truly be coming to the house of God with the intent of drawing near unto our Heavenly Father. Emmanuel, our subject today is one of a sure way to profit in this life. Many times we go through our lives and we teach our young people and our, 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 our offspring how it is to, to make the best of life, how to 
profit materially, but I want you to know something today. Some of the greatest prophets you'll ever know, the greatest prophet that you'll ever understand is the prophet spiritually in the hand of the Almighty. This is the way to be blessed beyond measure. This is the way to find contentment for your heart's desires. This is the way to find contentment with what God has given you is to truly be close to Him and know that all that He has given us is truly of His hand and not ours. Now I'm not speaking here today of material gain necessarily, but that gain which comes to God's children uh, 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 that we should truly desire a spiritual closeness with the Lord. A gain of spiritual maturity. A gain of spiritual peace. A gain of sound joy in our hearts as we serve the Almighty God of heaven. There's nothing quite like coming to the house of God, if you ask me. There's nothing quite like gathering as His children to worship in song and in hearing of the Word of God. To worship in our time of fellowship together. Whether you realize it or not, our love for each other is also a show of worship to our Heavenly Father. And that's one of the greatest things about the church life. You know, many people today, they, they come and they go, they take church or they leave it. It doesn't matter to them one way or the other. But folks, I want you to know the greatest peace that can come to a Christian is to know you're in the service of the Lord. Amen. To know the, the power that God has to overwhelm you with joy. So often we are the reason for the loss of joys and blessings in our life. So often we are the reason for the loss of peace. A contentment, and listen, and contentment that causes the soul to rest at ease. So often we are the problem. The reason why today that I want us to recognize what God has done for us and what God is to us is to know that, listen, we can receive the best of the Lord. You want to be revived this week? You want to begin to to have a, a real blessings of God in your life? Listen, the greatest way to do that is to draw near unto our Heavenly Father. Again, the Bible declares that it is good, listen, that it is good to understand what real profit really is. The real profit in, in the world today is a spiritual profit. It's where God's people can come together and to grow spiritually and to grow in a, in, a, in, a, in a realm of peace and happiness. Listen, there's people in the world today that do not even have a clue what real peace and happiness is. They're chasing the almighty dollar. They're doing everything in their power to gain all the material goods that they can, not realizing that the greatest thing that you can have in life is salvation of the Lord. That's the greatest thing. Listen, that's the greatest treasure you'll ever know. That's the greatest treasure that will ever come to you. You know, oftentimes people say that's the greatest treasure that you will ever find. I want you to know something. That's a treasure that came to me. It found me. And listen, I want you to know I'm thankful today. And that has brought me peace and contentment. Church, today we can find the ability only through the way the Word has left us to find it. And that is to draw near 
unto our Heavenly Father. First of all today, I want you to think about this. In Isaiah 48 and verse 16, the Bible says without a shadow of a doubt, it says in verse 16, Come ye near unto me. Now listen, we will never be blessed of God if we don't come unto Him. You know, people people often say about revival, listen, the only way we're going to get revival is if God gives it. Now, that's a partial truth. That is a partial truth. God is the one who's going to give revival, but you know when He's going to give it? When God's people where they need to be. When God's people have drawn near to Him. When God's people have drawn near to Him, uh, uh, near enough to really worship Him in spirit and truth, that's when God is actually going to bless His people with true heaven-sent revival. And it's going to be more than just a sermon. It's going to be more than just a sermon. It's going to be more than just coming together. Listen, when God sends revival, your heart's going to know it. He says, come near unto me. Moses asked a question in Exodus chapter 32. Who is on the Lord's side? You know, oftentimes in the house of God, you you may wonder, who's on the Lord's side? Listen, who's on the Lord's side? You know, in, as Brother Jim spoke here this morning, you know what the people of God did in the, in the day when, when they were in the wilderness or, or whether they were in before uh, the temple? You know what they did? They made sure their voices were heard. They understood that God was in the place and they understood that it was a time to reverence Him and to worship Him and not just come in and sit like you have absolutely no idea what What's going on? Folks, I want you to know today there is praise and worship to be had in His house today. He says, come near unto me. As I said, Moses asked the same question. Listen, who's on the Lord's side today? Are you on the Lord's side? Do you know the Lord today is your Savior? Are you on the Lord's side when it comes to time of worship? When it comes to time to sing the praises of God? Listen, one of the greatest things that you can do in this house today is not only listen to the Word of God, but sing the songs that lift up His name in praise. That's what Brother Jim was talking about so much this morning. Listen. It's a sad thing when you're up here and you look back over the crowd and and there's people that's not even lifting up their voice. Listen, you've got a reason to lift up your voice today if you're saved by God's amazing grace. You have a reason today to lift up your voice and to sing the songs of praise and to lift up your voice and and, and to allow the the congregation to know that you are standing in in just like the, the men of God did here. Listen, when the people of God heard the Word of God, the Bible says they stood and arose and said even at the end, Amen. Amen? That's what they did in the old days. And that's what they did in the days of old or even here in America today. There used to be a time when God's people were so close to God that when they heard the Word of God, they could not be silent and they could not stand to sit and be as one who had not heard. Who's on the Lord's side? Church, it's, a noteworthy, it's noteworthy to ponder the question this, this afternoon. Because in pondering this question, we know exactly where we're standing right now, don't we? 
When you ask the question, who's on the Lord's side, you know exactly where you're at right now, don't you? Spiritually speaking, you know exactly what you need in this house today. Spiritually speaking, you know exactly what your heart needs. What you need as a father, what you need as a grandfather, what you need as a, as a parent. Listen, I want you to know today, when you ask the question, who's on the Lord's side, God's Spirit talks to His children. Much of our difficulties today arise from a, being in a state of wondering. Our minds are traveling. As we sit in the house of God, our minds travel. You know, sometimes today, you know, you hear people say, well, man, I've never heard that preached before. And wasn't maybe six, seven months ago you preached the very same thing. You know why you never you never got it? Your mind was somewhere else. Our minds today ought to be focused upon our worship to our Heavenly Father. Our minds today ought to be drawn closer to Him and being near unto Him today. That's where our minds should be. Listen. In our text, the Bible says, Come ye near unto me. This implies that there was a time when those people were wondering in their hearts. They were wondering in their minds. Let me ask you something tonight or today. Are you wondering in your mind this afternoon? In Second Chronicles in chapter 20, Brother Jim hit all around this this morning, but I want you to go back here for just a moment and look at this. In Second Chronicles in chapter 20, and we'll also look at chapter 29 here in just a moment, but I want you to think about this. In Second in Chronicles 20 and verse 15, the Bible says this, And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You know, as we look at these scriptures, we understand that a lot of times the battle is in our mind, right? The battle's right here. And listen, oftentimes the reason why the battle's in our mind is because we don't have enough of the Word of God that is hid in our hearts and, and that comes out in our minds. Listen, the battle is in the mind. And sad to say, I'm afraid that a lot of times the battle is a heart battle. Listen, I want you to know something today. If it's a heart battle, you need, to, you need the Lord as your Savior. If you're having problems uh, uh, living uh, uh, the righteous life, uh, of living where God can bless you, listen, maybe the fact of the matter is that you need to be saved by the grace of God. Here we see God blessing Jehoshaphat, Judah and Jerusalem. How did God bless them? In 2 Chronicles 20 and 13, the Bible says, And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Folks, that's what it means to have family worship time. Amen? Family altar time ought to be had even in the house of God. We ought to be gathered here today to worship in spirit and truth in our families. There's nothing greater, there's nothing greater in the world than to raise your children in the house of God. To raise up your grandchildren knowing that they look up to you because you are a man of God or a mother of God. You are a person that is truly saved by God's amazing grace and you show it. 
All Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. Listen. Is the battle you fight today overwhelming? God simply says, come near to me. Listen, maybe you're having a hard time today. Maybe in your spiritual life you're having, you're having issues spiritually. God says, listen, I want to bless you. I want to be, I want to be a father to you. I want to be that one who, who lifts you up and cares for you. He says, but you got to come to me. Child of God, that's where you need to be today. You need to be coming close to the Father. You need to be drawn unto Him. Now secondly, I want you to notice something. The Lord says, don't just come ye here unto me. But now He says, hear ye this. Think about it. Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 16. The second stanza is there. says, hear ye this. I spoke about this just a moment ago. But how often is it that our troubles and our trials come and seem to completely overwhelm us all because we would not hear what God had to say to us in His Word. God has left us His Word. He's left us His truth. He's left us a guide for our journey every day to direct our path to keep us in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. In Ephesians chapter 5, if you'll go back there for just a moment, Ephesians in chapter 5, I want to look at verse 14 to begin with. And we'll read down through verse 21. But notice what it says here in Ephesians 5 and verse 14. The Bible says, Wherefore He saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall... Give you light. You know that's what happened to us at salvation. Christ brought us forth from the dead. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, Listen, and you hath He quickened. In other words, and you hath He made alive. That's what that means to be quickened, to be made alive. And you know who does it? God does it. We can't do it ourselves. Folks, I thank God for my salvation. I thank God that God saved me. And I didn't try to save myself because that would never work. The Bible states here, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, doing what? Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be you filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks. Listen, Brother Jim had the, had the, had the lesson today about, about our singing, about worship, and about musical instruments and everything that it has to do with the house of God. It's all for His worship. Folks, that's what we're here to do. That's what this is all about today. That's the reason why that I find it to be so important for God's people to be sitting in the house of God, to be listening to the singing and singing with melody in your heart and hearing of the God's Word because He's speaking to us when, he, when, we, when we do. Listen, when I think about these things, I understand that God has blessed us beyond measure. God's Word is here to instruct us in our path. He plainly says, I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time that it was, there am I. 
We see a similar passage in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. If you want to look at that with me here, the Bible teaches us that that, that was Jesus Christ. He was even before the foundation of the world. As a matter of fact, it says right here in verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. That means He was already there. Listen, it didn't say in the beginning came the Word. It says in the beginning was the Word. That was Jesus Christ. And the Word was with us and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with us, with God. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. God has never changed His position on how His people will be blessed. God has never changed His position on how the people of God will be revived. He still says, Come ye unto me and hear my word. That's how you're going to be revived, folks. That's how you're going to be blessed. He says, You draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Folks, you want to be blessed by God this week? You want to be drawn closer to Him in revival? You want to make every day special? Listen, He says, draw near to me and hear what I've got to say. How do you hear what He has to say? He speaks to us every time this book is open. That's His voice. That's His breath. The very breath of God spoken of men of old, that, my friend, is what we're to listen to. Listen, I could... I couldn't, well, I couldn't write a book, but listen, there's some of them old boys out there can write books. Now, I'm talking about the, the self-help books. I, I'm not talking about books like Brother, Brother Ross would, would, would uh, write. He, he does a great job at that. He is a great teacher. He's a great uh, writer as well. But listen, there are those out there that want to tell you that all the power's in you. That you have everything that you need. Folks, I want you to know something. What you need tonight, first, today, first of all, is Jesus Christ in your heart. And the understanding that, listen, we can't pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. We cannot lift ourselves up and say, look what I've done. You know, I've seen men do that before. They'll make sure everybody knows, look at what I've done. Look at what we have accomplished. And listen, I want you to know something today. If even, even at this place, Listen, if this house is built upon one man other than Jesus Christ, it's going to fall. That's the reason why we need to understand today that God is to be praised and who is to be praised. I better stay in front of my mics. I got a, I got a nod there that I need to do that. Matter of fact, I'll get this one up here for Give me a little bit more walking room. But listen, I want you to know today that he says in John 1.11, He came unto His own, but His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Folks, I want you to know today, you want to be blessed? The first thing you've got to do is to be saved by God's amazing grace. That's the first thing you've got to realize is salvation. You're never going to be blessed like you can be blessed outside of the Lord's salvation. And then drawing near unto Him, that's where you're going to find that that's the best place to be. 
I often found, and I've made mention of this before, and I heard somebody else talk about this, the best place to be when you're getting a whipping is up close and tight. Amen? You don't get near the, the, the switch that does not wrap near as far around as it does if you're out there by yourself. But this one thing I do know. Listen, you want to be blessed of God, you just stay close to Him. Whether it's a time of chastening or whether it's a time of blessing, God has a way of blessing His children beyond measure, even in the chastening. You say, well, I don't like, ch- I don't like to be chastened either. I don't like to be whipped. You know, growing up, I, you know, I had a, a, a daddy and a mom that did not spare the rod. And listen, I want you to know something. There were times that, oh, well, listen, I know I needed it every time I got it. But know this. They didn't do it because they hated me. They did it out of love. They wanted to raise a son to be a respectful young man, to be a, 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 a person that's going to benefit this society. Folks, I want you to know something today. There's people out in this world today that has absolutely no benefit to this world whatsoever. They're wicked in their actions. They're wicked in their, in their, in their speech and everything else. Listen, know this. But the one thing they do need is salvation. Amen? They need the Lord. Folks, I want you to know something today. We need the Lord every day. Even though we're saved by God's amazing grace, we need the Lord. You know what the Bible says? He says, draw near to me and hear what I've got to say. Folks, that's the reason why coming to the house of God is so important. You're hurt, you, you hear God's voice. Not this old preacher's voice, but what comes from the book. That's what matters. That's what's going to change lives. Listen, in order for verse 12 of John 1 to come to pass, listen, they must hear ye this. This peaceful river is not something hid from the view of His children. And listen, today I want you to know how important it is to know that if you draw near to Him and hear what He's got to say, you will be blessed this week. You'll be blessed beyond measure. You'll have revival. You'll be drawn closer to the Lord. You'll enjoy coming to the house of God. Listen, I don't know about you, but I enjoy coming to the house of God. I enjoy sitting with God's people and hearing the Word of God and singing songs of praise, realizing that He says, I'm going to be in the midst. Brother Jim walked in this morning. He said, well, where two or three are gathered, he says, I'm in the midst. Folks, I want you to know something. I believe that when myself, Brother Jim, and Sister Wilma was standing back there, I believe the Lord was with us. Listen, I want you to know something today. That's when God's going to bless a people. When He is with us. When is He with us? When we come in with a thought of worshiping Him. Listen, a lot of people come into the house of God today and they never get a blessing because they never come expecting a blessing. They never come with, a, with an attitude of I, I'm going to be here and the Lord's going to be here and I'm going to praise Him today. Listen, people have lost that thought. Amen? People have lost that thought today that God's in the house. Folks, I, today I still believe that God is in the place. Amen. I believe that God is in the house. And listen, where two or three are gathered in His name, He says, I will be in the midst. I'm still just gullible enough to believe every word that He says. Folks, you can say what you want. You can, you can treat me like I'm some, some uh, hayseed out here on the, 
on the road plow somewhere, but know this. I believe that God is in this place because I believe what His Word says. You know what? That makes me happy when I come to the house of God. I don't come into the house of God begrudgingly. I don't come into the house of God with, with anger in my heart. Listen, I come into the house of God knowing that He's already viewed me as I walked into the house. He's already seen my heart. Amen. You see, if we realize that, oftentimes it changes our attitudes altogether when we realize that God has seen us soon as we walked in the door. Actually, He's seen you all day, but I'm just talking about here in the house of God. When God, when God moves upon a people, you realize it. How does He do that? When you draw near to Him and when you hear what He's got to say. Thirdly, today I want you to know something else. Now that we have come near to Him, now that we have heard Him, now He's going to teach us how we can profit. Amen? Is this not what it's all about? And I'm not talking again about material goods. I'm talking about spiritual things. That's what coming to the house of God is all about. That we may profit spiritually. Bringing God glory. That's what it's all about. Bringing Him praise and honor and glory. Listen, He teacheth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. You know, today, the Word of God brought forth by the man of God is the Word, if it's come from this old book, that will lead you in the right direction. Now, there are some men out there today that have misinterpreted this old book. They have butchered it. They have torn it all to pieces. They have shredded it a shred. Listen, but know this. When, the, when there is a man of God that still teaches the same things that Jesus Christ and the apostles taught, listen, he will, he will show you what God says. We look down in Isaiah 8, uh, 48 and 18 and we find the peaceful river. Kind of reminds me of Psalm 23 and verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. This verse of Scripture is for the righteous. Amen. It's for those who have been redeemed and walking close to the Lord. Who sit in the house of God with their ears up hurt. And all they want to do is get closer to God. Folks, that's the people that God blesses. That's the people that He watches over. Listen. He is, good. He is the good shepherd of what I, what I love to preach on, the little flock. I've got a whole series on the little flock. Fear not, little flock. Folks, I want you to know something. God says, fear not, little flock. He's always by our side. He's always going to be there with us and for us. You may be sitting here today and you may feel all alone, but know this, if you're saved by God's amazing grace, you hear His Word, you know that He's there by your side. He's listening to you today. He feels your heart. He feels your pain. He feels your infirmities. Listen, He knows your downsetting and He knows your uprising. Psalm 139 is a psalm that ought to just simply amaze you how God knows us. God knows everything about us. Psalm 139 says He knows our thoughts afar off. He knows what it is to come into the house of God with a broken heart. And listen, 
when you come into the house of God with a broken heart, you're in a perfect place for healing. Amen? You're in the perfect place to find rest for your soul. You're in the perfect place to find joy and satisfaction. You're in the perfect place to find peace that passeth all understanding. You're in the house of God where you're going to hear the voice of God as you sing the songs of praise to Him. His promise is to the faithful, the upright in heart. When our souls are so overwhelmed with grief, He says, I'm here. In Psalm 23 again, He says, he, it talks of this in verse 3, He restoreth my soul. That means He touches us in our, in our down times. He gets a hold of us when we're hurting, uh, and not physically necessarily, but mentally. Listen, God gets a hold of us when we're hurting. He touches us. That's what it is to come into the house of God and be felt of God. Listen, He knows everything about you. He knows your heartbreak. He knows the things that we stand in need of. He leadeth me beside the still waters, He says. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. In verse 6, the Bible says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you really grasp the full load of the wealth of information that God gives us even in Psalm 23? What about in Isaiah 48 when He says, You come near to me. And you hear what I've got to say. Listen, I'm going to bless you today. That's what it is to be, to be revived in our hearts. That's what it means to be drawn closer to the Lord. We sing that song, draw me nearer, nearer unto thee. Listen, that's what the song that we sang this morning. What was that? Page 44. Okay, that was a, that was the song that, that just, just, just overwhelmed me this morning. Because it talks of everything that I've been mentioning here. Listen, you draw near to God and He'll draw near to thee. Dear child of God, you know, we, uh, we spoke this past Wednesday night in our Galatian study in chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, about being the joint heir with Jesus Christ. That's what this is all about. We're His child. We're His children. We're no longer orphans. I'm going to have to preach that message again because it just—I mean—it just amazed me. I—I I love that message. I'm no longer an orphan. There was a time when I was a, a child of darkness. I was, there was a time that I followed after the prince and the power of the air. But now I'm somebody. Amen. Now I'm a child of the king. I'm joint heirs with Jesus Christ. What an amazing thought today. That ought to just overwhelm your hearts. The joy ought to be just filling you today because of what God's done for us. Do you really grasp the wealth that is given here. We're joint heirs. Romans in chapter 8. I'm going to turn here. I started to turn here the other night. And I got beside myself I reckon. But in Romans in chapter 8. No I believe I did read this. 
In verse 14 down through verse 17, the Bible says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Oh, Daddy. When you see the affectionate definition that's given in the Greek, it will sure remind you of somebody that you really love dearly. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever, so says the book of Psalm 23. So today, God's Word has truly taught us how we are to profit. You want to be revived this week? Listen, he says, you draw near to me. James tells us to draw near unto him and he'll draw near unto us. Listen today. You want to profit? You want to, you want to be blessed spiritually? That's what we're talking about now. We're not talking about material gain. We're talking about spiritual. There's nothing wrong with material gain. If God gives it to you, more power to you. I tell you, praise the Lord. Amen. But listen, I want you to know today that there's more glory, there's more joy in being blessed spiritually beyond measure. There's more joy in it. Listen, a lot of times people get so much money, they worry so much about losing their money. Listen, I don't have anything to lose. I had to ask my wife this morning for a dollar, and I ended up, I found a, I found a couple of bills here that we was able to use for a birthday offering. I don't have a whole lot of money. There's times when I don't have two pennies to rub together hardly. But you know this, God has always blessed me. There's never been a place and point in my life when I have been where I needed to be spiritually that God has not given me everything that I needed. Just like, what was that, 2004 or 2005? Might have been 2006. I think that's when it was. That's when I retired. And I was waiting on my retirement to come through and everything and and I'll never forget, I come over here, somebody wanted uh, some gospel tracks to hand out, and I come over here, all I had was that little old white van. I remember driving that little old thing, and it was falling apart. And I was out of gas. And I mean, I didn't, the, the gas gauge was all the way past E, and I thought, man, I'm not going to make it back home. And then down the road here, where Brother Jim's got a cornfield, I come across the road, and I was driving home and I was praying all the way, Lord, help me just to make it home. I, I got some gasoline in a can I was going to put in the, in the car. I get down upon that hill right there at Brother Jim's cornfield and there was a $20 bill blew right across the road. Now I knew something caught my eye and I thought, the Lord, Lord caught my eye for a reason. I stopped dead and as quick as that little old van could stop and I stopped that thing and there it lay. There was a $20 bill right there. And I thought, well, the Lord's gave that to me. And I come and I told Brother Jim, I said, Brother Jim, that was down there by your cornfield. If you lost it, thank you. The Lord, <laughs> the Lord gave it to me. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And there I, I had enough gas, I had enough time to get back to the house and take that can of gas and get a couple of gallons in it. And I drove off to the store 
with that $20 bill, and I put, I put a little bit in the car, and I stopped and got some milk or something like that. I can't remember now exactly. But listen, that's how God blesses His children. We may think that it's an awfulest thing, you know. We may think that uh, our life is just filled with all kinds of trouble, but when you stop and think, if you're saved by God's grace and you've been, and you've been faithful to the Lord, stop and just reflect upon your, on, upon your blessings. Think about the benefits that God has given you. Listen, you, be, you start to count your blessings, you're going to definitely run out of fingers and toes. Let me tell you something. God owns everything. Listen, you want to be blessed this week. You, you join yourself to the Lord. Amen. He said, draw near to me. Then he said to hear me. You know what's going to happen next? He's going to bless you. You want to be revived this week? Listen, you want to be drawn closer to the Lord? Find yourself drawing near to Him throughout the... Through, not, just, not, not next week. Don't wait till Monday. You start this morning. You start right now. You start, you start making your mind think highly upon the Lord. You draw near to Him. Then you hear what His Word says. You know what? He's talking to us today. What's He said to you? How's He spoken to your heart today? Maybe today all you needed was somebody to, to, to feel like He's got your shoulder and, and He's telling you, it's all going to be alright. Folks, I don't know how many times that's been done to me. I don't know how many times that the Lord has actually laid His hand upon me standing back here behind this pulpit. Let me tell you something. You don't see my knees, thank goodness. I, I, I'm glad I ain't, you ain't one of them fancy people that's got them big glass pulpits. That wouldn't do me any good. I, you'd see him on knees just knocking. After 20 years, I'm still scared to death to preach the Word of God. It's a powerful thing. It's an awesome responsibility. And I do not want to mess it up. I told a preacher one time, he had me bringing in the, the last message, and I said, man, I don't want to mess this up. Listen, I want you to know something. I'm serious about that. I do not want to mess up the Word of God by saying something that I shouldn't. Know this, that I know what God's Word says. He says, you want to be blessed? You want to be blessed? He says, you draw near to me. Then you hear me. You do what I say, and I'll bless you beyond measure. You're not going to be able to contain all that God has to give you. So today, again, God's Word has truly taught us how that we can profit. May God profit each and every member of this body. May God help us this week to be revived in our hearts, to be drawn closer to Him. May it begin here this morning. And I'm praying that your thoughts right now may be upon the Almighty God of heaven. Listen, do you want to be blessed today? Do you want to be blessed this week? You do what He says. He says, you come to me and hear what I've got to say. Every preacher that's coming this way from this morning all the way through next Sunday is coming this way with God's Word. I trust these men that I call to stand behind this pulpit to preach the truth. You know that. You understand that. 
You know that these men are going to come preaching what thus saith the Lord. You know what He's telling you? Listen to what i got to say. I'll bless you. I will bless you. May God help us today. May God keep us in His center of His will. You say, well, how do we do that? Well, I go back to Romans in chapter 12. As I come to a close here, today I go back to Romans 12, 1 and 2. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your what? Your reasonable service. Why is it called reasonable? Well, look at what He's done for you. He saved you by His amazing grace when He didn't have to. He drew you unto Himself when you was out in the darkness and you could not find your way in this world. It was Him that drew you unto Himself. That's the reason why today that it's only our reasonable service that we should present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I've told you once before what it means to have the mind renewed. You know how you do it? You change the way you think. That's just like coming to the house of God. A lot of people used to think, I mean a lot of people, I've heard people, I've got to go to church. Listen, Make your mind say, I get to go to church. Amen? Because there was a time, there was a time during the dark ages that they didn't get to meet like we're meeting here. You know where they met? Anywhere they could hide. In the caves, in the darkness of the damp caves. And if they were found out, you know what happened to them? They were beheaded. They were tarred. They were dipped in old vats. You know why? Simply because... This old book right here. Listen today. What it means to have your mind transformed, to have it renewed, is to change the way you think. Come to the house of God with this one thing in mind. I get to go to the Lord's house. I get to sit in the presence of the Almighty. I get to sit among the people of God. I get to sing the praises of God. I get to praise Him as I hear His Word. That's what it means to transform your mind. May God help you. May God help all of us.